Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast. The goal of On Our Way Home is to encourage you to keep taking steps with Jesus, with a good local church, and with a few close friends so that we will stay on Jesus' path, a path of truth which leads to life with the Father. Welcome to the On Our Way Home podcast. Uh, We are uh, just getting started on this topic today, but it's a big, long season. And uh, we've been in the season of Matthew 5 through 7. Yeah. Um, I noticed that you're wearing an M today. Wearing the colors. Yes, because before we hit the record button, or as we were hitting the record button, we were talking a lot about some game. Right. Or some, <laughs> some games coming. Button, right? <laughs> we yeah. did We did. Yeah, the, I see a red dot on all the cameras. All right. And there's a red rolling down here. Yes. Yeah, so we are... Uh, continuing, uh, we're hoping for good stuff for some football teams this year. Right, but it's been a great season in Matthew 5 through 7. Yeah, and that is a really nice little segue there. It is. So we are going to be working on false teachers and being real disciples. So, as we said, fruity. Fruity. It's time yes. to, for, for the church to get fruity. Yeah, right, in, yeah. the, in the best possible Right. In the biblical In the biblical way, yes. sense. Yeah. So we got to beware of false prophets. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 7, verses 15 through 23. Right. And uh, the sermon this coming week, we're going to be out of town this coming weekend, mm-hmm. going to a really nice conference down in uh, Nashville. Yeah. But so, this Sunday is the wrap-up to the whole It is. So one show. of our elders, Maury Holbrook, is going to be preaching this Sunday. So right. be pre- be uh, praying for him. Um, actually, <laughs> this podcast is going to be after that. So That's you true. will have prayed. Maybe you could pray for the message to really take root and to yeah. keep on going. Um, the truth is, <clears throat> the more you pray for the pastor who is preparing, mm-hmm. the better. Absolutely. And the more you can pray after the message, and maybe people don't do that. I just, in just mentioning it, mentioning it, I don't know that I do that a lot. Yeah, that the praying for the application take, takes root and uh, bears fruit. Bears fruit. Oh, oh man, we're getting this. We're getting there. So we're talking about whoppers and wolves today, mm. not whoppers that you would, not the malted candies. Right, or the uh, the burger from one of the no, fast food places. Not, no, we're not talking about that. <laughs> we're talking about false prophets. Yep. So, they come to us in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravaging wolves. And Jesus said, you'll recognize them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. Um, grapes don't come from thorn bushes, do they? Figs don't come from thistles, do they? Uh, right. No. In no. the same way, every good tree produces good fruit, but a bad tree, a bad tree produces bad fruit. And a good tree can't produce bad fruit. Neither can a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that doesn't produce good fruit is cut down, thrown into the fire, so you'll recognize them by their fruit. Mm-hmm. So, how good are you are spotting at spotting whoppers? Mm. Lies. Lies. Yeah. Yeah, the maybe the little white lies are a little harder to spot. Yeah, right. But uh, yeah, um, truth truth is a little hard. It seems I don't know. It just seems harder today to find, spot, uh, d- discover whole so, truth, real truth. Some stuff appears to be being blocked. Like if you have an opinion that doesn't go with the current narrative. Right. I'm not going to get into politics here. Sure. Um, but even if those narratives are clearly <clears throat> untrue, you know, 
it kind of goes back to that uh, lesson before that Jesus was talking about the wide way, narrow way, yeah. that go with the flow. So many people are going with the flow, whether it's true or not. Right. Um, it seems it seems true. Yeah. There's and the problem must be with, true. All these other people are doing yeah. it, saying it. And the pro- it. yes, and the problem with uh, a lie uh, and false teachers. Yeah. Um, there's probably some shreds of truth in it, right? But then there's this thing uh, that isn't true. Yeah. Uh, and overall, it's it's like if you have a recipe and you mix uh, truth in, and then you mix lie a lie in there with mm-hmm. the truth, you don't have truth anymore. Right. You have this bad mix, and uh, the father of lies, Satan, does this. Yeah. He speaks. Jesus said, "When Satan speaks, he lying is his native language." Yeah. So, and these false teachers, uh, it's pretty incredible. I mean, you said in this in the message uh, mm-hmm. that we were down in the the picnic area, right? Uh, really great time together that we had as a church family. But uh, these guys were um, they're lying. I mean, just ravenous wolves on the inside. Yeah. But they look like sheep on the outside. Right. So that's the lie or the truth. They appear. And yep. they're they're within the church. They're not outside right. of the church. These people are in the church. Yeah, the false teachers. If you're looking for the place to find them, yeah. the place to find them is inside the church. And then this raises a question right out the right out of the gate. It's yep. like, so how how can we avoid being too suspicious of people <laughs> while being on guard against false teachers? Right. Because I mean, if so, if you're too suspicious of me, yep. I'm going to be sensing bad vibes all the way across the room. <laughs> yeah. You know, you might have your eyebrow rate cocked at me mm. and some kind of, you know, your eyes are squinted. It's like, yeah, I caught a a 26-pound salmon on Lake Michigan this past week. Right. And that could have happened. Right. It happened to you. It did. But it didn't happen to me. Yeah. So it's and see that's it's true. The, I swear. I I live close to Lake Michigan. I could have gone out on the lake. Yep. I could have caught it, but maybe I didn't. And I think uh, I didn't mention it um, in the sermon at the church picnic there, but it is one of those things where rather than pursuing the falsehood in others or being suspicious of others, yeah, I, I really think that Scripture, Christ Himself, is more often calling us to search out the truth. It's like uh, a dollar mm-hmm. bill, like mm-hmm. currency, when you're looking for uh, to the ones who are really best at discovering you know, fake currency yeah. is what you really need to do is study the real thing. And I really think that applies here is if we are so in love with in grossed in the truth, which is only found in one place, yeah. God's word. Right. If we're so exposed to Jesus, his word, one another believer's prayer, then we're we're engrossing ourselves in the truth. That makes those false prophets and the falsehood, I think, much more obvious. Yeah. Rather than just being suspicious of everyone. Yeah. <clears throat> right? Yeah. So if you're suspicious of everyone, um, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> so but you do need to, and I think the enemy, um, Ephesians 6 says that we fight against, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, mm-hmm. but against principalities, powers, against the dark forces of this world, which, which is Satan and his demonic 
realm yep. who are all liars. So if people, you know, so when you look at a false teacher um, with compassion, you know, they've sometimes they they may have swallowed the lie themselves, and so yeah. now they're just they're not the enemy. Our false teachers are not the enemy. The enemy, Satan, is the enemy. Yeah, though but, he may be using them. Right. So yeah. we don't need to hate. We need to, and I think that your emphasis on focusing on the truth yeah. that makes good sense because then the person isn't the problem. Right. The problem is the problem. Yeah. So then, then you can. Uh, I think Second Timothy or First Timothy says the Lord's servant must not quarrel, but you must uh, be able to teach, you know, uh, correct gently, yep. hoping that God will give them repentance and then they will turn away from the error of their ways. So, yeah. and that's a big part of this is that discernment piece, right? We're to be discerning out what the truth is. Is this truth, right? How does this line up with Scripture? The Teachers who what what are they teaching? Well, to discern whether or not it's the truth, you got to know the truth right first. So again, we're going to pound the nail three times. Yes, <laughs> which is the Bible is really important to read in small doses. Yep. Um, I was talking to a, a young guy yesterday, helping us with our pours mm-hmm. of our concrete slabs for the uh, disc golf course. Yeah, the bridge coming to a neighborhood near you, coming to Cornerstone near you in the near in the near future. Yep. So we were talking about that, and it's like, well, wouldn't it be better if I read uh, 20 chapters a day in the Bible? Hmm. And, uh, or what, what if I just read for like five to 10 minutes every day in the Bible? Right. So what's better, 20, 20 chapters of the Bible or five to 10 minutes? Yeah. Um, you know, 20 chapters is just so much to try to digest. Yeah. You don't, you know, the old adage, how do you eat an elephant? Yeah. One bite at a time. Right. And the scriptures are living. We mentioned this on the last podcast. Living, active. So even if you read the same psalm over and over, 30 days in a row, and I've done that in the past with the psalm. Me too. This guy said, you know, Ryan, you want to know what God's will is for your life? And it's like, yeah, I really do, because I was really looking and searching for Mm. it at that point. He said, read Psalm 25, 30 days in a row. Yep. He's like, really? Just Mm -hmm. one psalm? Yeah. Yes. And then pray it. Yeah. So that's the prayer part. Yeah, you want to you want to know the truth about teaching, right teaching, because there's lots of wrong teachers, false teachers. Yeah, um, read the right teaching. Right, Jesus, red letters. Yes, study those out. Then you see the real truth, the real gospel. Yeah, and false teaching will start to bear its fruit right in front of your eyes. Right, and the false teachers had bad fruit. Yeah. <clears throat> so how do we? How do the Beatitudes, um, we're going to go back to this a little bit. Yeah. Um, Beatitudes are really good. So if you've thought that we left the Beatitudes in the dust on our way way to Matthew chapter 7, circle back around because the Beatitudes are really good. They're part of that test, really. You want to, I mean, we're called to test whether these things are true, our faith, those who are teaching. Yeah. How do you do that? Beatitudes is a great measure stick um, to come back to. Where is the, the heart, ultimately, right? Right. Poor in spirit, humble, meek, uh, all of the things that chapter 5, yeah. starting in verse 3, talk about. Yeah. That's where, um, especially false teachers, the false teachers so often, the, the root of all of their things is pride. And, yeah. And pride... Yeah. Loves to show its head. <laughs> right. And so Matthew 5, 3, the entrance to the kingdom, mm-hmm. you cannot be a proud punk. 
right. and get into the kingdom. Yep. You have to be poor in spirit. Yep. And so those are really good character qualities. And if you are not... Okay, so let's say a false teacher is saved. Mm-hmm. So there should be there will be some character there, but then you can compare the truth of what this person is saying, which is not going to be true mm-hmm. if he's a false teacher, with the truth of the scriptures, which will be true. Yeah. So then there can be a corrective repentance there. But if the dude doesn't know Jesus as a savior at all, yeah. then there's going to be no fruit of poor in spirit, uh, merciful, right. p- pure in heart. Won't have any of the beatitudes. Won't have any. Fruit of the Spirit from Galatians five. Right. Yeah. That's we were, another yes place. I'm probably jumping ahead here, but no, uh, you're you're right on time because right. that's that's kind of what we're uh, going to be moving into here. Right. M- maybe. Um, yeah. Where's the? Yeah. So it's Galatians five nineteen through twenty one. Mm-hmm. This is the this. Those are the. Uh, what does Paul say? The the fruit of the the flesh. Which yes. is the sinful nature is obvious, right? And then he goes into that long list of everything that is not, you know, <laughs> fruit of the spirit, right? Fruit of the spirit is totally different, right? And so, if we want to be a fruit inspector, right? A, a gracious, humble, right? Don't forget the thing he's already spoke about: log and specs. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. So again, well, this oh. this whole sermon just kind of keeps on. Oh man, it's just knit. Yep. Totally. Really awesome. Yep. It it might seem like there's a whole bunch. There is a whole bunch of individual messages. Yeah. But those messages are so deeply intertwined and linked together that uh, fruit inspecting is not necessarily wrong, but it is if if you fail to neglect the log in your own eye. <laughs> right. So, but there, but if some inspection, yeah. right, is, is for false teachers. Right. Or for, you know, others, false disciples. Yes. You know. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolat- idolatry, sorcery, hatreds, strife, jealousy. Is a false teacher jealous? Is, is it, you know, is he trying to get a, right. or is she trying to get a, a crowd for themselves because they're jealous of the attention that uh, another biblical preacher is getting or something. Right. And it's like, That's yeah. where these verses in Matthew 7 we're talking about kind of go back and forth. You know, yeah. a good tree can only bear good fruit and a bad tree can only bear, and they can't bear the opposite fruits. Right. Well, what, are you, what fruit are you talking about? That. Right. The, the bad fruit is what you just read. Yeah. You're going to see those things. Yep. Um, they will, they they ultimately, they could, they can put a little covering over them. You know, you can put, um, what is it, makeup on a pig yes, um, kind of thing, right. but the, they can't be hidden forever. Right. Um, someone said, you know, you can dress up a sow uh, in a very nice, you know, put a nice bow around it, you know, put a ring in its nose, you know, gold ring on a mm. sow, tie it up, nice, pretty little satin thing. If it sees a mud puddle, it's going right in there. Right. It's, you can't keep a sow or a, or a boar. Yep. I'm an Iowa boy, so I do know a little <laughs> bit about pigs um, and hogs. Uh, you can't keep that c- critter out of a mud puddle. Right. Why? Because their nature is to that go is to the it. nature. Yep. Right. And so, what is, uh, we, so if you're looking for fruit, uh, you know, just again, know the truth. So, know what are the fruit of the Spirit? Mm-hmm. Love, joy, peace. Right? Yes. Did. Does this person evidence patience? Right. Or are they too ticked off if you disagree with them and they jump down your throat? You know, oh, that's, that might be a bad sign. Yep. Humility. Yeah. The, the, 
those core good fruits. Gentleness. Gentle. Yeah, they're not good. You know, if you disagree with someone who is a believer, and uh, there's, you should have a favorable response with someone. Yep. Uh, you should be able to talk it through. It's like, Kinda oh, like well, I... Today, at, during coffee time, yeah. I was sitting with one of those green and white fans, and oh, I'm yeah. wearing my blue and yellow shirt today. Oh, yeah. And we left loving each other and yeah. having some good laughs. Yeah, <laughs> and that's good. So you can't... If you're too serious about your stuff, and yeah. you cannot be corrected, and you're... Uh, Difficult and proud. I mean, that's just, yep. those are just warning, you know, wave then, the yellow flag. Yeah. You get into the real, the some of those real telling, I think, bad fruit is unrepentance. Yeah. I'm, I'm unwilling to to repent from what is clearly sin. Yeah. You know, that's that bad fruit. It's showing. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Right out of, yeah. That's not being poor in spirit. Right. If yep. you, if you don't, if this person never admits that they've ever, you know, when was the last time they admitted they had a fault? Yeah. When was the last time they asked you for forgiveness? Yeah. Uh, I can't remember. Yeah. Oh, whoa. And, it, you know, to get really at the heart of the false teacher is a false teacher ultimately is against the church, against the believer, and against yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And what they're doing is, wow. is contrary to all of that work of God. And they're seeking the verse is very clear. It gives that yeah. picture of the the wolf devouring. Yeah, devouring. What yeah. a wolf does in a wolf pack, like we gave example in the, yeah. the sermon, was they look to find the weakest one. Yeah, kind pick, of pull it away. Yeah, pick it off. Pick at its heels. Yeah, till it bleeds enough that it can't really run anymore. Yeah, and then they eat it alive. Yeah, that's the picture Jesus gives. This is yeah, it's really graphic. Yeah, picture of yeah. what happens. That's what false teachers are trying to do. They're not just Making an error here yeah. or there, mm-hmm. uh, like accidental yeah. error of, yeah. no, no. These, these people are seeking to destroy God's work in his church. Yeah. And that's a huge danger. Yep. And yeah. that's that's why this is so serious. The, you know, I think false teacher maybe is one of those ideas or things that we can toss around, maybe t- not serious enough. Yeah. Of, oh, you know, oh, that person, they told some, said something I disagree with. That's not what a false a false teacher is right. looking to destroy. Right? Yeah, because I mean, we so we, you in the you went through the Revelation Bible study last uh, fall. Yep. And so there's a lot of different views. Yes. Uh, on the end times. Right. And so you can have one view. Another person could have another view. You yep. could have like three or four different views. Yeah. Uh, and we're all believers in Jesus, but we have a differing view. Yeah. But that's not. What you were just saying is really good. Um, I think it's a very good point. Differing views are not devouring the church. Yep. It's just a different... And we can choose to agree to disagree on those things that Scripture... I know we had, we had some of that great disagreement yeah. and continued love for one another out of that Revelation study yeah. within the group of people who were a regular part of that. Yeah. I thought that was so neat. Yeah. Some are premillennial, some are mid-tribulational, some are amillennial. Right. There's all different kinds of you know and colors I've, and flavors there. I found, a, I found myself being sharpened yeah. by views I don't uh, hold myself. Right. Um, but... They they weren't so different as in like uh, I deny the deity of Christ. No, that's that's a false teacher. That's a false teacher. That's a right. false teaching. Or Jesus is not fully God and fully man. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, say there are 
religious groups out there who say Satan and Jesus are brothers. Yeah. That's, that's a, a false teaching. That, that's a lie. It's a lie. However, it might give you some insight into what the enemy thinks. Yes. He thinks he's on the same level as... He's been trying to put himself on that level. Right. So, it's very interesting to see the lie. Mm. Um, one of our missionaries down in uh, Venezuela said that the people, the Yanomamo people of the Venezuelan rainforest down there, yeah. they believe their their demons teach them that uh, God is very lives in a beautiful place, a bright light, flowing river, gold, solid gold, beautiful everything, but God is not generous because mm. he doesn't want to share that. Yeah, see that little twist? So, the... there's truth, there is truth, but then the lie is mm. God is not generous. And when we look at scriptures, we see God who sent his only son to die for our sins. Mm. That's the most generous person in the universe, yep. giving up what he loved most, his only son, for sinners. And you want, you want to talk about one of the most pervasive, I think, um, false teachings that is leading the church astray, devouring the church, would be a works-based salvation. Right. Right. You find that in the church, in denominations, in uh, yeah, religious the, the groups. Health, the health and prosperity gospel. Right. It's, if it's, that's a lie. If there's something that I can do to earn my way yeah. in any way, yeah. that's false teaching. Right. That is not true. Right. And that's perfectly segues into our next thing, because we're talking about uh, the person who would say to the Lord, 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 look at what all, all the I, stuff I did, I did for you. And so, this person is, uh, what did you say in this message? It was a false disciple. A false disciple. Yeah. So, what do you mean by that? Yeah. False disciple is different from the false prophet in that the false prophet really is seems to be from Jesus' teaching you know, one who's seeking to devour the church. Right. False disciple is one who believes in their own religiosity enough that they're they're doing these things in his name. So they wouldn't be devouring the church. They're just kind of pumping themselves up. Yeah. But the designation that Jesus gives is those who do the will of the Father yeah. are those who do works yeah. supposedly in my name. Yeah. Well, if they're not the will of God, they're just your works. Yeah. And how do, so this is a very scary passage. I mean, I was, when I was reading it and typing up the questions for this, it was like, oh man, it's so scary to think that you could live your whole life and then get to the end of it. Mm -hmm. And Jesus would say to you after you've died, I never, I never knew you. I never knew you. Oh. Right. I mean, I can't think of anything more scary than that. Yep. That's like the worst horror film I've ever, you know, I hope I don't have nightmares about that tonight. It's like, oh, I was standing at the pearly gates and it's like, go away. I never knew you. Yeah. And what they say to him, verse 22, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, yeah. cast out demons in your name, yeah. do mighty works in your name? Yeah. They they give three things that they've done for Jesus yeah. that are more than things that most any Christian have done in their entire life. They're amazing works. Yeah. And like like off the chart. Yeah. How many how many demons have I cast out? How many yeah. miracles have I performed right. this week or my life? Yeah. <laughs> Not, I, none. Right. So these are incredible works in the name of God. Yeah. And he says, There will be those who say that and I will say to them, I never knew you because they weren't really for God in God. You know. Yeah, maybe they were for themselves. Maybe they were 
uh, I don't know. It's really scary to think about that. Um, yeah. I wrote down in the notes, um, how do you think that Judas was able to pass himself off as a true follower? Mm-hmm. And nobody nobody knew. That just, that's freaky. Mm-hmm. Cause, 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 the, look- yeah, in the upper room, they, they said, you know, Jesus said, one of you is going to betray me. Ooh. And they didn't know it was Judas. They kept they kept saying, "Who me? Right? It's not me." That's a very humble. That's a humble way. To, it's like God is it me? Right. That's a poor in spirit person. Yep. Instead of trying to accuse oh, it Judas, must be Judas. Judas, right? He he always stole from the money, you know, or yep. whatever from the money bag. Yeah. And, but uh, but he was able to pass himself off. Judas probably performed some miracles, right? I would say Judas is probably a leading candidate for this category: the false disciple. Yeah. Right? Because ultimately he was. Yeah. Um, He was in that inner circle. Yeah. And... Yeah. And so there's, again, we don't want to go around suspiciously. No. And (laughs) I really don't think this teaching, even the phrase that Jesus uses... Yeah. ...that I'll say to them, I never knew you, is not a fear factor element of what he's teaching. Yeah. But it does talk about... It it shows the seriousness, again, of the, the narrow way... Yeah, it is. Yeah, there is one way. Yeah, and if you're a, a true follower, so you got false teachers, they're outrightly going yeah. against God. Yeah, false disciples still doing their thing, but just saying it's in God's name. Right, and then there's true, sold out, devoted followers. Yeah. So how can you know if you? So what what does it mean to do the will of the Father? Yeah. So, so then. One of the things, obviously, has to be you have to believe in Jesus Christ as your Savior. That is God's will. Yes. That you would believe in Jesus, fully God, fully man, death, burial, resurrection, you know, he's our savior, the only one. He desires that all would come to that place of repentance and crying out to him as Lord. Yeah. Now, not all will. In fact, we know, again, narrow way, few who enter it. Right. Wide way, many more. Right. Right. Broader entrance. So, um, but there's only one way still. And so... Mm -hmm. um, that that I think again is how it, these things are really tied, deeply connected to one another. Um, but it, it it brings about that seriousness. Yeah, right. Because you want to, I want to do God's will. I yeah. mean, anyone who is born again would want to do. You hear the voice of the shepherd, and you want to follow that. Yep. And what I always, you know, I've wrestled with God's will in my life. Yeah. So many times. How do I know God's will? I want to do God's will. I want to know His will. Yeah. I want to know it more than often I want to do it. <laughs> right. Because um, it's like, I want you to do this. Ooh, I, yeah. I wish I didn't know that now. And notice the tense of this phrase, those who do the will of the Father. Yeah. Not the ones who know the will of the Father even. Yeah, right. But I think you need to know it in order to do it. Right. So again, this is this is simple <laughs> in the sense that you, you've you got to have a relationship with the Father. Yeah. You've got to, um, in that relationship, r- repentance, salvation, redemption. Yeah. And then sanctification. You, right. You've got to Continual, have a, ongoing. Active, growing, changing, transformational. Not on your own, but in a church. Yep. In a good church and with a few good friends yep. in a life group, hopefully. And so that you are tracking, there needs to be an ongoing progress in this. Right. And again, we can probably complicate, well, what is the will of God? Yeah. Um, love God, love others. Right. Make disciples. Yeah. Uh, he gives us pretty straightforward stuff. 
to the the great command, the great commission. Yeah. And then again, you'll know those things are happening if you're living out the fruits of the spirit. Yeah. Someone once said, it's not the things in the Bible that I don't understand that trouble me. It's the things that I do understand yeah. and I don't want to do. Yep. So that's the, the, the crux of it right there. And Paul felt the same way. The yep. things that I want to do, I find myself not doing. Right. And the things I know I shouldn't do, I find myself doing that. Right. Uh, you know, it, the struggle is real. Yeah. It's not, e- it's not e- being a follower of Jesus is not easy. Yep. It's just really good. But those will of the Father is His will, not ours. Right. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. He just covered that, Matthew 6, 33. Yeah. So those are the things that should show in our priorities, in our time, talent, treasures, uh, is the will of God will show in those. Yeah. And I think that, like, in contrast to the flamboyant things that these false disciples were saying that they were doing, if you go back to the Beatitudes again mm-hmm. and look at what a, a humble follower, making peace with people who are out of step with one another, giving mercy to people who does, who need it, just like they need mercy, Lord, forgive us, forgive me my debts as mm-hmm. I have already forgiven those people. You know, that's the Lord's prayer. Yep. Don't You know, there's this real humility that just pervades everything. Thing. So, and the attitude, I think, of someone who's doing God's will, it has to be in line with the Beatitudes. Yep. And just really, you know, a humble servant. Yep. Just, why are you doing that? Well, it's because it's what my master would want me to do. And he's already done it for me. Yep. I I'm, just want to follow him. Yep. So, there's a lack of boasting. And so, if someone is boasting a lot about what they're doing, oh, man. Yep, that's a there's that's a that's a danger right there. A, uh, only one boast to be had. Yeah, it's a boasting in Christ's work. Yeah, right. And uh, that's this what, Paul, is what yeah. he's done for me. Yeah, Paul said that all the time. I'm only you know I'm not going to boast because he was, he was talking about there there is these super apostles right. in the Corinthian church that were like, yeah, I'm the greatest rhetorician. I know how to preach the best sermons. And Paul's like, I my preaching stinks. Yeah. Uh, I, They're all like, haven't you heard of Apollos? Haven't you? Yeah, heard of- right. And it's like Paul said, I could, I could brag, and he lists some of his brag points. I think that was in Philippians, mm-hmm. maybe, or you know. But then he said, uh, but then the cross would be emptied of his power. So I'm just right. gonna, I'm gonna glory in the cross of Christ. Yeah, that's it. So yeah, we really need to. We want to be a true follower of Jesus, and um, pride what, has no part of that. Yeah, that's what a kingdom kid looks like. Yeah. Really nice. Yeah. Yep. And uh, we all want to be able to say, uh, hear God say to us, you know, well done, good and faithful servant. Right. Which is what the, the promise of Scripture is for those who pursue yeah. God in His way, in the will Doing of the Father, w- yeah. um, is you will hear, well done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. And then if there's... There should be a huge humility. Right. You know, there should be a Jesus kind of humility that's growing in each one of us. Yep. And that that's really healthy. Yeah. It's good. Yep. Well, we're really uh, thankful for you being a part of uh, the On Our Way Home podcast today. Thank you for watching and listening. And uh, keep walking with Jesus. Keep being involved in a local church and be a part of a small group of people where you can be real, where you can be known, where you can serve and love and really grow in ways that you probably haven't grown before. So uh, we really look forward to uh, getting together next time and we will catch you next time on On Our Way Home. Mm